22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Oh, this is going to be a good one. If you did not read the description of what our podcast is going to be about today, just know there's going to be a lot of ball and chain jokes. I'm just saying. (laughs) So welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 107. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me, as always, is the man who mocks kids while they fall off bikes. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I'm the one that pushes them off. Uh, I'll have a fuzzy navel, and the lady will have the fruitiest drink you have. Okay, two fuzzy navels. Zap Brannigan. Oh, that's Bender. Really? That's Bender? Yeah, Bender. Oh. And as always, joining us is the man who believes that even bad movies should get rewarded, kind of like participation trophies. Uh, he's our master of sound, RT Square, we're off the tech. If we're supposed to walk calmly during an emergency, why do fire exits have a picture of a guy who's running? That that is really really interesting, right? It's like <laughs> that that guy's booking. He's like, fuck it, come <laughs> come your shit. I'm running out of here. This building's on fire. And you haven't heard his voice yet. But in the guest chair is the man who was a fixture on this podcast not too long ago, and then life happens, and you know that, that, we understand that. Um, if you are a fan of the podcast, you know he's been working hard in Jen's cornfield. Um, <laughs> which might explain why he hasn't been listening avidly as usual. But as you know, there's bad reception in cornfields. He's the reigning, defending, most frequent guest on M22. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. Please give it up for Big Ev. I'll wait for the studio audience to applaud. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering, like, what the fuck are you waiting for? Uh, my grand entrance. Oh, you wanted that. He wanted Thank you, people. Thank you, people. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, let me address these uh, cornfield allegations. <laughs> there is only one man allowed to talk about Jen's cornfield. That's me. Thank you. <laughs> Second of oh all, oh my god. <laughs> Second of all, Tom, if you're listening, your ass is mine. <laughs> Kevin's appearance has been brought to you by Del Monte. (laughs) (laughs) I guess Kevin wants to work some other cornfields, huh? (laughs) Hey, listen. This this isn't only the Iron Fist podcast. (laughs) It's going to be some more fist. Ah, as you gave us the lead there. Okay, so if you weren't listening to what Kev just said two seconds ago, we decided to suck it up and give you the review that many of you have asked for. On this show today, we'll be reviewing the Marvel Netflix series of Iron Fist. But first... Mike has a lot to get off his chest. Wait, let me get rid of that tight shirt joke. Okay, no, let me start again. Okay, um, he has a lot to get off his mind. Okay, let's get rid of that forehead joke. Oh, fuck it. Mike's got quick news. Hit it. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kyle. All right, well, instead of reporting any deaths to this podcast, I have joyous news from beyond the grave. What? Yeah. Adam West had completed the voice work for the animated feature Batman vs. Two-Face before his death on June 9th. The film is a sequel to the direct-to-video animated feature Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. William Shatner will voice Two-Face. So far, no release date has been set for Batman vs. Two-Face. I've been waiting for that, and I was wondering if he did finish you know, all of the production yeah. for that. But, I mean, I'm interested in... Obviously, it's going to be his last performance, so you know we get to honor it. But also, hearing Shatner as Two Face is going to be great. Oh yeah, that should be good. But yeah, that, that's finally some good news. I'm going to fit my coin in the air. If it's heads, I will kill you. If it's tails, I guess not. Wow, that's really bad. Uh, <laughs> about Shatner. <laughs> well, what I'll say is, this wait, that was Shatner. That was Shatner. <laughs> 
Holy <laughs> shit. AFC? That's I know, right? You, could, you couldn't tell the difference, this, this right? Is, this is no, why. I couldn't figure out who it was. <laughs> this is why we're around. We have an impersonation ban for him. He can't do certain ones. Can't do the Irish. He can't do a bunch of um, impersonations. There's one you do well. I can't remember what it is. For those who, weren't, who aren't in the room, his impersonation had to stop and go like Jim Carrey <laughs> impressions. <laughs> so it was like watching the Dominican Ace Ventura right now. Oh, my God. It's kind of like a Jim Carrey career. Wow. <laughs> what else you got, Mike? All right. With success often comes dubious ideas. Director and writer duo Chad Stahelski and Derek Kolstad are working with Lionsgate to develop a TV series from the hit franchise of John Wick. What? Yeah. The series is being Ooh. developed under the name The Continental, which is the name for the worldwide hotel chain that serves as a neutral way station for assassins. According to, um, to Stahelski, quote, it's very tied to the film in that it's about the Continentals all over the world, how certain people come into that world, and what happens in relation to those people, which is cool. I think the world is very vast, and I've heard from it uh, is very everything I've heard from it is very positive. It's something that studios seems very very intent on making and very very behind. End quote. The director plans to have Keanu Reeves make an appearance in the series, but the story is not centered around his John Wick persona. However, Reeves has not been confirmed by the studio. No time frame has been released for the TV series. I'd watch that. I mean, I'll watch it. So, wait, 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 wait. It's called John Wick. No, it's called The Continental. Continental. The Continental. It's from the John Wick franchise. Right. Okay. You've seen John Wick. I've right. seen one. Right. Well, I, remember the hotel he stays in? Yeah. That, that's the Continental. And how it it has its own like mythology right, that right, we don't right, know. Right, right, right. So this they will have explore a world, that. No, like a lot of shit. Okay, I think, yeah. I think they have a worldwide theory, network. I think in theory it could work. Theory, because, yeah. I, mean, I, have, I mean, so to have it wacky, not wacky, but the idea of this off, off, I don't know what, how to explain it, but like these different kind of scenarios in a, in a hotel that houses assassins sounds kind of yeah. cool, but it just sounds like they're going to, and who's doing this? What do you mean? Who's doing it? Nobody picked that up yet, right? No, no station picked it up. Because we'll based on we'll the station, uh, no, I mean it didn't say. Yeah, I, I thought I didn't hear that because based on the station might depend on how good it could be. Right. I mean, it could be if it's like even if it's USA, I can say okay, that might be. No, they, they'd have to go with like HBO or, or Stars or something. No, no, I mean, it, or it, Netflix. I agree because then you could go, you can really go full out. Yeah, but but I've seen USA do things and with their limited um, censorship. They've done things and done it That's well. True. And yeah, I mean, even, FX, the FX station, you know. Right. Even sci-fi has, like, cursing where they beep it right. out. Yeah, I mean, it's just the non-networks would have to do it. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it could be good. You it's, sound like you're leery about it. I know how much you love because, John Wick. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I really love the story. And also, it's... Because the thing is, John Wick is... The story... Because the story about John Wick franchise is about him, obviously, is that... So then once you start dealing with um, the Continental, depending on how you do it, if you start introducing other assassins to make it interesting... They're all going to have to become these badass assassins. Not and necessarily. I'm saying, well, I'm saying to keep. Well, you're talking about keeping public interest. We're not talking about like general ideas. So people aren't as long as see... you got a good story, because it could be a, a story where each episode is like a different person in a different continental in the world. Right, know? but I'm still saying that like for action purposes, you're going to need kick-ass assassins, and I'm not saying that they're not all capable assassins. It's just that after a while, it's you go from John Wick being unique and. To like, oh, well, everyone's really kind of John Wick. <laughs> you know? it, it, it's like it's like um, having that drink and it's got a, little, a splash of like lemon, and then now every drink, every kind of drink has a splash of lemon. It loses its notoriety. I well, guess more someone po- needs a drink, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's twelve o'clock somewhere. Right? More important than the um, the characters or the assassins that you would introduce, being that it's called the Continental. I want to see if 
the the bellboy is like somebody who's capable right. and like. Well, I, I would love to get backstory on the concierge. Like, if the staff is like, let's say, <laughs> the training black, the black guy, the, the concierge. I would love to see his backstory. Like, how, I would almost imagine he's probably a former assassin that's now working there. Most likely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or just because you haven't seen the second one, right? Not no. Yet. Well, th- the answer a, again was still no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> In that one, you, Ralph, you you'll see the deeper no. network. Okay. That works no. in the hotel. <laughs> Maybe they'll explain that. I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just say, okay, Mike, what else you got before no, we spoil something? Boom. Okay. <laughs> Have you missed seeing big blue dick floating harmlessly in your face? Oh, watch me. Well, every day. Well, you might get a chance to have it all again. <laughs> oh, God. A, te- a television adaptation of The Watchmen is reportedly in early stages at HBO. In 2015, there were talks of a Watchmen series helmed by Zack Snyder. However, Snyder is no longer associated with this project. Thank God. Yeah. Instead, Damon Lindelof of TV's Lost and HBO's The Leftovers is in talks to head the series. I, I, Kev's reaction, though I understand, I I don't know, I have like a two to a two week to a month period where I'm not going to dog him. I'm going to leave him be, even though his, his work is kind of, you know. Listen, we, we can separate. Feeling yeah, this is not bad a personal for attack yeah, on his yeah. family life. We can say we're not talking about <laughs> his work. Is his work. I, know, is his I know, I know, I know. I just, I'm just saying for me personally. Like usually, I, I'm all over like dogging Zach, Zach Snyder. Usually, I would be on top of that. I'm like, nah, nah, I just all right. Can't. Well, you know what? I'm gonna extend my pass over to your side because fuck that. It, we're talking about his work, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna go all in. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, all right, so. So, so some more Watchmen. Interesting. What else we got? All right. Finally, filmmakers Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are no longer directing the Han Solo Star Wars spinoff. I was waiting for you to mention that. The duo, best known for the Lego movie and the 21 Jump Street franchise, said in a joint statement, quote, Unfortunately, our vision and process weren't aligned with our partners on this project. We normally aren't fans of the phrase creative differences, but for once, this cliche is true. We are really proud of the amazing and world-class work of our cast and crew, end quote. The sentiment was reinforced in an official statement from Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm, who said, quote, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but it's become clear that we have had different creative visions on this film, and we've decided to part ways. A new director will be announced soon, end quote. Now, rumors cite the creative differences as the studio being uh, feeling that the movie had too much humor injected into it. The pick has been shooting in London since February. Sources say there are several weeks left on the reshoot. I'm sorry, on the shoot with reshoots scheduled for later this summer. The release date of May 25th, 2018 remains unchanged. Now, I don't know um, how recent your source is. I know they already picked. Who did they pick? Ron Howard. Oh, that's right. And the thing is, I knew that, and I knew there was something else I meant to add to that. But I lost really recent too. Yeah, it was within the last few days. But yes, Ron Howard is doing it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I guess not everything is awesome. (laughs) <laughs> like that joke. <laughs> well, you know, we're Ron, you. Well, Ron Howard on. That means more happy days to come. Oh, See, God. oh, come on. That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Hey, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so that's all your quick news. That's why it's called quick news. Oh, Wait time. a minute. Broken news. Broken news right here. What oh. you got? So, for the fans of the release console for the Nintendo franchise. Right. You know who you are. Everyone. <laughs> okay. They are releasing the Super Nintendo console with preloaded games. What? Wait, so, no, no, no. Fuck, fuck Nintendo. I'm pissed what? off at them for what they did with the regular NES. Ah, I have news for you as well. Go for it. They will make and produce significantly more items going forward for this one than they did for the 
Nintendo one because they saw that the resellers were making a killing and it basically discouraged everyone from even attempting to purchase it. Yeah. So they will make they will produce significantly more um, SNES consoles, preloaded consoles, than they will NES consoles. I don't understand how this is a fucking issue or we, this is a question or they just figure this shit out now. Will the Super Nintendos play have um, NES games on them too? No, strictly Super Nintendo titles. Like for example, Contra Three, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound. Final Fantasy 3, F-Zero, Superstar Kirby, Kirby's Dream, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Mega Man 10, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, new game never released, Star Fox 2. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That's right. They were working on that for a while. What about all the Mario games? Uh, Mario games, you have Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island. You're also getting Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out. Uh, only one friend of mine has a better time record than me for beating opponents. <laughs> uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting. Ooh, I remember that one. I rocked in that one. Among many more of the titles. I'm still mad. Mike and I had talked about it when they when um, they tried to release the original Nintendo Classic. And, you know, when they had a, a, a quote-unquote shortage. On my birthday, nonetheless. Aww. And then, then on top of that, they, they have the shortage. And Mike was like, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're going to see the demand. They're going to make more. They stopped producing altogether. They said, yeah, we're going to cancel this. And not that it's not successful. That's, that's what gets me. It's not like people don't want to buy this system. It's not that. What was the reason they claimed that they're, that they're discontinuing the, the classic NES? Do you remember, Kev, or no? There were some issues of real reason or uh, public reason they really didn't give. But you had... The problem of the USB cord of the control being too short, so you kind of had to move up. Uh, if you bought an adapter, there was a visible lag. Um, some of the titles weren't fan favorites. So with the Super Nintendo, I mean... Super Nintendo, I'm, I'm less interested in. Like, you saw, you said that news... And that's because you're a Genesis guy. I, no, 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 no. I, I owned both. <laughs> but, but Nintendo was the way... The Nintendo Classic was perfect. That was a great idea. And I'm like, so you couldn't tweak any of those ideas... Nintendo just fucking kicked the pooch again. Sorry. You know, all you really needed to do was to find a guy with certain skills that can put it on a computer it's and not, then it's not you the know, have your emulator. And I agree. If you want the control, let, let me they, guess. they let sell me guess. the control. This guy's uh, catchphrase is R. R. don't know. <laughs> I, I guess, you know. I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right. Possible. Good looking out, Kev. And shout out to um, the, the gamers we know, especially. Um, Jazz, Stevo, and um, Ivan. I think there's a couple more games. Probably... Wait, 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 wait! You have to be over four no. feet to get a shout out on this podcast. <laughs> That's my line, bro. That's my line. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. I know people are kind of itching to talk to, to find out what do we think of Iron Fist. So let's talk about Iron Fist. And with a synopsis, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy who was totally awake to watch all thirteen episodes. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, Mike, um, wake up. If Mike, you, wake up. If you have that itch, you really should see a doctor. Uh, <laughs> Marvel's Iron Fist is the fourth Marvel superhero to receive a Netflix series since the Marvel-Netflix partnership began with Daredevil in 2015. The series is based on the Marvel Comics character Danny Rand, a.k.a. Iron Fist, who was created by Rory Thomas, Thomas and Gil Kane in Marvel premiere number 15 back in May 1974. The live-action and comic book series uh, followed... The Adventures of Orphan Danny Rand, who is raised by monks in a mythical city and acquires powers after defeating the dragon Shaolau, the Undying. Netflix released all 13 episodes on March 17th. The series had a strong initial viewing, but that was quickly cut in half. 
Iron Fist currently has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 17%, oh. but an audience rating of 78%, so that tells you there's a huge discrepancy there, and a Metacritic score of 37 out of 100. Alrighty, synopsis. Iron Fist is a 13-episode corporate takeover drama that happens to include a Marvel superhero. <laughs> a barefoot homeless man claims to be Danny Rand, the long-missing heir to a multi-billion dollar fortune. Is he Danny Rand? Probably not. Well, maybe he is. No, he can't be. But yet, yes. Yes, he is Danny Rand. Now, that's the first four episodes. <laughs> he says he's the immortal Iron Fist. What's an Iron Fist? Well, he's not an Iron Fist. Well, there's no, no such thing as an Iron Fist. There is such Oh, a there thing. is? Okay, he's an Iron Fist. That's episodes five through ten. <laughs> Danny loves Colleen. Colleen loves Danny. Those are the final three episodes. Marvel <laughs> Comics sales of Iron Fist comics has not increased. Hearts, hearts, hearts. <laughs> so now this is starring Finn Jones as Danny Rand, Iron Fist. Jessica Henwick as Colleen Wing. Tom Pelfrey as Ward Meacham. Jessica Strope as Joy Meacham. David Wenham as Harold Meacham. Sacha Dewan as, Devo, excuse me, as Davos. Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple, Carrie Ann Moss as Jerry Hogarth, and Wei Ching Ho as Madame Gao. All right, so let's get into it, talking about Iron Fist. But before we do that, please press the button that the, uh, the, the, the nice British guy helped us out with. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And that spoiler button was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. And you Stush. got into it too. Oh God! So we had you. So we had Kevin Ralph do it, and then Mike drop in afterwards. Stush. Oh, All I want to say is, don't accuse me of not listening. Like you did, like you did in your intro. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Well, then when he when he one day calls us up and curses us out, I expect you to be on that also. I never do stush. Wait, he has a problem with that? No, he doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> Something tells me he would. I'm okay, now saying. I have a problem with that. <laughs> hey, he, he, he works. He's not look, he's not paid to listen. He's paid to help us out. He's oh, I'm sorry because he's a high class scone eating Brit. For goodness' sake. <laughs> See, I was trying not to go to fit the you know the profile. Well, well Mike and I know, so we go there quick. <laughs> Plus, he won't hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, so cowardice. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Um, yeah, Iron Fist, and let me throw it out there. I'll throw out the first thing. People said it was horrible. Even last podcast, I had said this movie is horrible. I mean, this movie, this series is horrible. The series is not horrible. Well, it was hard to make that statement having never seen it. <laughs> but, cool. because the Transformers, you, you haven't seen it, you're saying it's horrible. Oh, I know it will be horrible, and I could have told you it would be horrible, but I saw the last one, and I know that was horrible. <laughs> but, we, but we've seen um, Daredevil and, and yeah. all the other Mar you know, Marvel Netflix. We go, oh, it, it was great. I'll say this. It wasn't that bad, but Cat, it wasn't that great either. Pardon the interruption. Sure. Because you're the one, last one to see it, so it's fresher in your mind, I'm curious to your take. All right. Well, let's go. Let's, I'm going to throw it out there. And trust me, I've got takes here. All right. So what do we think? And what, 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 do, what do we like about it? Let's start there. What do we like about Iron Fist, the, um, the show? I mean, what's not to like? This oh, thing fuck. was incredible. Oh, we, we can't answer that question with another question. <laughs> <laughs> He's a parent all of a sudden. <laughs> Here's the one thing I did like. And as some of us who are fans of the old 5 o'clock, I mean 5 o'clock, Channel 5, Saturday at noon Kung Fu movies, the I believe it was episode 4, where he had the fight with the drunken master. That no, that was way later. Wait, no, was it? Yeah. 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 Oh. Episode 4, we were, yeah. he had just literally found out that he's, 
definitely Danny Rand, according to everybody else. Like, I wasn't joking in my synopsis. He, he fights <laughs> the master when he goes to China. Yeah, that's in, in China. Episode that's, six or seven. Right, right. Yeah, my, right, my, right. my mistake. My apologies. Yeah, no problem. But that was, you know, a, it took me back to all those kung fu movies where you see, yeah. like, I initially I thought of um, Jackie Chan, the drunken master, yeah. and then like you know all the other ones with like Sonny Chiba and everything. Mm-hmm. It was that. Just not done well as one of the, and oh, that, I didn't mind that fight scene. Um, it was one of the better ones, but no, I mean I said I didn't mind. I I liked Finn Jones. Now I don't think I mean, they didn't go for someone that is acrobatic, and they didn't do a good job of like putting stunt doubles uh, when they should have. I think because like it really showed that like uh, for instance when uh, when Davos shows up, like he whether it's him or a stunt man, must you know whatever. But the point is that stunt double or or Davos himself. Is like he jumps right into the fight, literally jumps into the fight, flying kick, this, that, and the other thing, da 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 da, and and then he's in the background to Danny, that's like slow moving, kind of hitting at a guy, and it's like, yeah, that's not a really good, you know, not a good yeah. image for my superhero to be moving that slow to the other action, you know. Yeah, that, that's what I would say. Like, uh, the only problem I had with the series was a lot of the fight scenes. You can see, like, the lack of skill that the actor had in fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the moves were like, he would, uh, the uh, someone he's fighting would throw a punch, right? And it's like the punch would stop at the point where he would stop it, and then his fist comes and stops it. Right. You know? Like, yeah. You can see, like, whoever was editing this, it was just like, um... Well, just, this is a good it was fight. whoever was coordinating the fight yeah. scenes, but... But Finn Jones, I don't blame for that because obviously he's not fighting. I yeah. but I enjoyed him as an actor. I enjoyed his performances better than the rest of the main cast. I'm not talking about like really? actually, yeah. I mean, Colleen Wing. Nah. I like I liked know. her better than I Finn mean, Jones. Easily. I didn't. I mean, it's I, I, she I has boobs. Colleen was definitely a pro for me in terms of this series. But, but, well, well, what, what, what made Finn Jones for you? I mean, I know I just liked his. I liked his acting performance. Like him being Danny Rand, I thought he did a good job of 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 portraying because it's not easy to portray childlike. Um, innocence at the same time being a full-grown adult. Yeah. And he did both. It's not like he's mentally retarded or something like that, and I know that's not proper. Um, <laughs> it's not like, you know, he has a mental illness. It's just that, you know, he's not used to the cutthroat, you know, doggy dog world. So for him to still maintain that childlike wonder to the world, but yet at the same time be a full-grown man and then have to accept responsibilities, I thought he could, did a good job of betraying how frustrating that can be and how that pulls on you yeah he's, he's not used to all the dishonesty because he's yeah. grown up in a society where they tell it to you how it is right whereas and, i thought i'm sorry and, and then like nothing's really hidden from you you know yeah whereas i, I th- thought colleen wing was i mean well, i thought the character was not too much multi-dimensional until your surprise reveal with her but i just don't think that she gave a lot of oomph to the performance i disagree i'll i i'll, I'll, I'll so just to counter your point um i feel like colleen wing gave you depth because she comes off first as a very strong woman in this cast who um, who's running this dojo or whatever. And as you find out more about her, she has some she has more vulnerability. She is sensitive. You know, she has things that you're still learning about her even before you get to you don't find out a lot about her, but you say, Wow, there's something more there. With Finn, with Finn Jones there was two modes. There was him being naive and there was him being angry and holding back his anger. There was no range in between and it was it, it felt flat. It felt very flat in certain ways. I liked when he was naive, but there was I felt like when he was talking about his parents right. and, and talking about, because a lot of it was bouncing back, which bothered me about like, you know, they, they keep going back to the parents and they don't really show you a lot. They, they don't show you much of anything, right. you know, but it just felt like he went from like being naive to being angry. 
and then being angry to being naive. And then, yeah. then getting a kiss somewhere along the way. See, I, see, I found him had a lot of range, but I did not see that range in Colleen. I mean, I saw her change uh-huh. when they literally just changed the character. Like, like she didn't move into the character. It was just like, okay, your character has now been lying, so go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like when she was falling in love with Finn, well, you started You can't that. fault Colleen, the character, for the way the sequence of the turn of events is going. Because no, I'm saying, but I don't feel like, in other words, when we met her, she was just that strict woman. Like, she... She did not have any range. Like in other words, that was just her character. That's fine. That's the writing. But that's not does it. Just because something's written one way doesn't mean, as an actor or an actress, that you can't add depth to it. But she you didn't also have any visually see that she's growing appreciation for Danny, and it's not immediate where it's visible. But it's also it comes to you in small doses. So that by the time I agree with you, it kind of makes you jump a little bit. But you understand why she was holding back and. She was put in between a rock and a hard place, right. essentially. So when you're a person who's trying to please both sides, I understand how they had to portray her in that light. Because right. well, she, I, mean, again, I get from the story point of view, I just didn't think as an actress that she gave it to me. You want to talk about an actress who didn't give it to me? I felt like Joy didn't give it to oh, me. I, I just feel the same. Joyless? Think, yeah. <laughs> well, well, because, Finn because, was my only one, because, I told you, of the main cast. I didn't like her performance at, no, at but all. No, the reason why I said that, because Joy didn't feel like they didn't give me I feel like Ward, the guy who played Ward... Um, Ward Meacham, yeah. he was, uh, you know, he, he gave me a little more something. I mean, well, he gave it, more was, than it, joy. Was, it was a little <laughs> yeah. erratic, though. It was like he went from from snarky, sarcastic, arrogant, freaking, um, you know, running of a company to, to little bitch to crack addict. Yeah. Right. And then to somewhat humble and, you know, um, I guess morally in check. The white pookie little bitch. <laughs> is, that your, is that your catchphrase, little bitch? No, that's what he was. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, tell him how you really feel. I feel like... Well, I felt that his stop, acting stop. was quite on par <laughs> with the rest of the series. You oh, know? God. Okay, no, all I'm saying is that... Wait, I, are you impersonating Steve now? <laughs> no, wow. I, I would never disrespect him we that way. We need to record that and send it to Steve. <laughs> 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 okay, so, so, I mean, so right now, I mean, obviously we have our different feelings about the different actors and what, you know, where they rank. Story-wise, Mike said it in the synopsis. Do you guys agree? That, that episodes one through five was pulling yourself out of fucking tar in the middle of winter. I definitely agree that the first half of the, the series was took too long to get off the ground, and the second half, dealing with the clusterfuck of the first half, moved along well considering the circumstances. Right. I was just because because even like, the, as you put it, considering it, it moved along well, but you know, if it wasn't for that, it would not have moved that well. Like, no, it was still slow. It just moved better than the first half. Well, everything yeah. is where it comes from. It right. started in dog shit, and then it moved, especially once you saw um, Ward's father and everything else. And um, one thing that I really do have to add, number one favorite revelation of this series for me has been the involvement of Madame Gao. Like, I, you know, know of her from the comics, but sporadically. They introduced her in Daredevil. And, you know, you always knew she was like a mystical figure. But the way they used her in this series, I think that was like the highlight of this entire show. For me. Gal? How they use Gal? Yes, because she knows of everything that the Iron Fist, of his predecessors, of his powers, right. of, you know, she, um, what's she's his She's probably face? killed an Iron Fist at one point. She's never said, and she probably would have said. <laughs> she just said she's met them, you know. Most but likely she's killed one. The thing is, well, well, she she thought, about that. I thought Madame Gal was unfortunately misused because I liked her in Daredevil and I, I wanted agree. to and I mean I liked her performance again the actress but I couldn't get on board with her 
by time we were done with her, even before the end hit, because these are what you're left with. And again, I'm not talking about like, well, you have to assume that. No, 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 no. Even with, she gave no hints to anything else. So basically you're saying this woman who evidently loved Kunlun, she left there for, for reasons that we have zero idea. Like she's never hinted as to why. And that's fine enough, but it's not like she did it in a way that leaves you wondering why. She's evidently been around minimum 400 years because she mentions the 17th century. So you've left this place that's described as heaven, you know, to do we don't know what to basically it seems like your entire plan was to become a heroin dealer. See, but the thing about it like, is, like, like you know, and you have no game. Like she gave no indication that there's a game plan beyond being or a large or a larger scheme. Yeah, no, none at all. <laughs> you know. See, so, but here's the thing: where again, it's a product of this show, which was you know not executed well on many, you know, on many. Well, that's levels. why we're reviewing the show. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is that I I see your point, but I think that because the way it was structured, meaning they had her held captive even though she could have walked out of there you know those kind of things it was like really okay but since you're here what she had to say lent a lot in helping move the story although the fact that she was there it was very convenient right well the thing is yeah and again yes she helped move the story along uh in certain points again but i'm talking about her being there like in other words we're finding out her what we assume are her ultimate reasons which don't seem to be any say like for instance that is a good point that you mentioned like well she could have walked out at any time could she have? We don't know. Because remember when he, when he does not hit her with the iron fist, but like destroys that door in China. She just like, okay, you caught me. Kind of in that, like, like remember they have her, her walking out with her hands, I think, what, handcuffed her behind her back or whatever. And she looks defeated. And I'm like, well, why are you defeated? So then you're thinking, okay, she's pretending. She's going to break out. She's going to, no. They, they have her tied to a chair. She's going to sit, no. Okay, they put her in a room at the hand part two. And she's going to get up. No. Okay, the hand is, let, is destroyed, so she's going to escape. No. So maybe she couldn't get out. <laughs> we, we don't know. Like, in other words, it's just that you gave me nothing for this woman that you've made a centerpiece in your story. And like I said, so far, all I have is her biggest... Um, it seemed like her biggest idea was, I'm going to sell heroin. So all I'm thinking is, so she's been around outside of, of um, Kunlun since the, the 1600s. And then finally got a, a scheme of what to do when she ran into a couple of hoodlums on the street and they were like, she was like, how could I make money? Hey, sell some drugs. Well, oh, good idea. Selling drugs <laughs> you know? is obviously the one thing that leaves you puzzled because, again, I can see your point. But my thing is also that goes very underrated in this story. Nobody really seems to understand that there are various elements trying to acquire brand industries as their front. So, granted, yes, it is to sell drugs, but I think Another thing left unsaid in the series is the reason why are they so valuable to all these people who are operating outside the law? Right, but I mean, which I dug, but yeah. I left like like you. Yeah, I well, was yeah, left, yeah, because you know, because if question. but if there's interest, then there should be like, for instance, um, whether it's her or not, they should have been like, well, we're selling drugs, but even if there was something in there that said, but you know, other parties are interested in that thing. Okay, then I now have interest, but otherwise, like you said, there's other parties, but. It doesn't seem to have any interest. Uh, We're saying the same thing yeah. in a different way. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to break it down for you guys. Uh-oh. What her master plan oh, was. Fuck, here we go. So selling drugs was just one part of the plan. Right. The second part was in, using them in controlling Rand uh, Industries. They control all their shipping uh, capabilities so they can spread their drug 
uh, throughout the world get more people addicted. And then, which you guys are key part you're forgetting, they also had the cure to the drug. To, to making people not addicted so to it anymore. her scheme was to sell heroin. Unfortunately, an addictive heroin with a drug. But again, her scheme is to sell heroin. Yes. And then <laughs> to extend their control to further the reach of the hand and allow their evil purposes to no, no, go no, 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 no. unseen. There, there was no yeah. extending I mean, but Mike, the reach hold of the hand. Second, because <laughs> we, you seem to be painting Madame Gao in this light of because she's from Kung Lung that she should have you know, otherwise good intentions. No, 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 no. I did not say that. I said, we don't know why she left. Oh, I, I said, so we don't know why she left. She pissed why, in the, she pissed in the yak pool. Probably and, pool. Like, and you can't do that. So Cause she describes, cause even she doesn't understand why Danny Rand left. You see what I'm saying? He because pissed, a, he because, pissed in that same right, yak pool. Because it's described as being like heaven. So in other words, there's a reason she evidently left, which is probably interesting, but we have no indication. And of that. even that and description I'm not saying that doesn't make her nice. I'm saying that, why did you leave? And then it seems like after you left, you just decided to sell heroin. But even that description to me is problematic because every flashback we have is Danny being trained almost by will. It's like every every flashback was him being beaten or fighting. So, okay, you may learn to love that, but that's not heaven to me. No, but it, I mean, She look, may be describing, and again, another right. unknown, right. she may be describing it as from a time past. Right. But again, in agreeing with you, another... Unsat, uh, unanswered question. Right, but again, my point is not focusing on that. My, my thing is that she's a pivotal point to the story, but we have either learned no more about her or there is no more to learn, in which case if there's no more to learn, then her reasons are just like, I don't understand what you've done. To add to Mike's point, or I don't know if it's exactly add to Mike's point, but the thing about Gal is almost one of the problems that I have with Claire Temple and with um, um, watch Har- your mouth. Har- Har- no, no, I love Claire Temple and I love um, Har- Har- Hogarth, right? Yeah, Hogarth. Hogarth. Jerry, Jerry Hogarth. Um, the problem with those characters being entered, their characters had depth and their characters had a lot more. Um, I don't say sensibility, but their characters made sense on who they were. Yeah, so, so you have Gao, you have a Hogarth, and you have um, Claire Temple. Temple. Three characters from other series that were written better than the characters that are right. that, that, that are in this series. Well, Jerry Hogarth, I thought was fine because here in, in Jessica right. Jones, she had her purpose of dealing with Jessica Jones plus being a lawyer. Here, she was served as being a lawyer. Like yeah. she had no She's other purpose. She's an employee, like, as right, opposed to being right. a lawyer. And I'm fine with that because it's like you know she didn't need to help them break into a bank or something like uh-huh. that. She's there to literally be a lawyer and give advice, and you can see that she's on the side of of right. She's on the side of the angels. I was good with her. Claire, I still I always love Claire. Um, I, we all but, love but she's feeling it's feeling a little bit more forced like the fact that I mean I'm fine that she's taking lessons from Colleen Wing I'm fine with that but the fact that it's like I'm going to China with you and let me grab these Wolverine style claws you know what I mean like and get into this fight it's like I understand mm-hmm. that you even went with them to make sure they didn't get into trouble Vega you know thank you um, of getting into <laughs> trouble but like to go into like basically a what you assume is a swarm of ninjas it's like even she would kind of be like, I might want to sit saying. this I feel, part I feel out. Like she was, like, oh, she was <laughs> overmatched for that for that battle. I'm like, yeah. what is Claire doing over there? Yeah. See, but I think that's again. And even if she was in the fight, and she was, even if she said, okay, fine, she got into the fight, she got an over. She didn't even get hit. She should have got her ass kicked. She did. Like, she didn't even get hit in the fight. Yes, <laughs> well, it's because yeah. she had the Vega claws with her. Man, she's just like, ah, it's like, nice, nice. Those nice, motherfuckers nice. knew they put a hand on her. They'd have to deal with me. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm just, so I'm just saying, like, in other words, I still love her, and I love that she's in it. 
And I like it's it's really funny to see that in each hero's story she gets a larger and larger part. I'm I'm good with that. It's just that I think they progressed her a little too quickly, considering that she's not. I mean, well, I shouldn't say she's not because uh, Claire Temple doesn't. This Claire Temple doesn't exist in comics the way she is here. So unless they're going to make her um, a not hero, yours. you know, or something like that, I like prefer they didn't. Right, and I don't want them to like so that if, unless they're going to do that, they're progressing her rapidly, like she's going to become a hero. Like, and that's what I don't like because I, I don't, I don't. When I saw those claws, even though I know it should be Patsy Walker, I'm like, don't you dare make her a Hellcat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like, do not make her a superhero. You know. What I want to say is, how does she fall for the most common, you know, uh, trap in a car? Your phone falls. It's always going to be in between the cushion. Why are you looking behind the seat? Underneath. <laughs> it's in between. You know it's there. You're going to find it. Then you got to go and honk the horn, drawing attention to yourself. Well, what's she oh, supposed no, to do? No, she, well, she had to because she had to get... Hey. Hey, they're coming, guys. Meow. If you check where the phone is and you call them and you be like, hey, yo, yeah, they're call, they're coming. Honk the horn. Why would I honk the horn? Just a because note. I couldn't find it and they're right at the door. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you it know, was, but, a, I did, was, but I did like the split she, decision. But I did like the fact that she honked the horn. That was fine. But when she kept honking the horn, the guy's like, that sounds like a signal. Yeah. I'm like, I, I guess it does. I mean, <laughs> you, you are in China, which is like, you know, one of the most heavily crowded places on earth. It could just be a person in a car, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two people are fucking and they're, you know, hitting yeah. the horn whilst they're fucking. Yeah. Hey. I'm not saying anything. We've all been there. You know what's funny? And, 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 I, and I apologize to everybody. We actually got away from the point for a little bit. No, we, the we, point is that Iron Fist is awesome, and you guys all agree. All right. It's no, been said no, on the no, podcast. No, no, no. That's it. <laughs> Get it's the in there. fuck out of here. No, no, no. <laughs> I the asked. only fisting that's going to be awesome is what I see, Tom. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my head just hurt for that one. Wow. Okay. Um, what I was going to ask was, um, and I asked, I asked it before, and it seems like, so are we under the same idea that there's very few things to like about this? Mike says he likes the way um, Jones I acted. Jones, yeah. I, I like said I like, I, like, I like Colleen Wing. You said you like, the, um, Ralph, you said you like the action sequences. No, I said I had a problem with oh, that. The only problem Kev I had, had Kev liked the, the Drunken sequences. Master um, fight sequence. I also like Colleen Wing and Madame Gao. And Madame Gao. And and what and what what are things you like? Everything? Everything. Yeah, like Jones's acting was Six really claws. good. Six claws. Six claws. His uh, acting was re- as it was really good. He did show the dimension just to see cuz when you come from a sort of even though he was uh trained and beat up a lot in in Kung Lung, when he, he was it was a sheltered existence there. Mm-hmm. Not really exposed to all the quote-unquote evils of the world. So when he comes expecting everyone, you know, to just be happy and believe him and say, oh, it is Danny and that they're happy and accept him. They, everyone else is so cynical because of the way they've grown up that they, they can't believe that this guy is their childhood friend. Right. And then his acting and his range and it's like the shock and like the anger that he's trying to hold back while trying to, you know, uh, talk to his good friends that he thought were his good friends, you know. Right. All that, all that he does show a lot of range even though you say you don't see it. I didn't feel it. Man. He okay. shows a lot of range in those scenes. One of the best scenes I like is when he's sitting in the park and he's talking to that homeless dude, you know? Yeah. And like the, yeah. he's noticed that this homeless dude who has nothing is giving him what little that he has to help him out. And it's, and the, the people who he thought were his friends won't even spare the time to listen to his story. Right. You know? That was definitely a good thing. I, I want to get into the story because we've kind of moved away from right. uh, the actual 
series itself. Um, I had a problem definitely with the the plots in general um, because they didn't seem fully fleshed out and they seemed okay. kind of herky-jerky at times so that, like, you know, you had Harold Meacham that's uh, evidently alive. I, and, I can't stand And that. then suddenly immortal, you know, like, just out of the blue. Um, you, you had, like I said, you had the, the, the drug trade thing that was kind of going on. That's kind of fine. That made sense. But then you had the hand and then you had this idea of another hand which also just seemed yeah. really like out of place just suddenly. And, and even though they make a comment of it, it's like, why wouldn't you call yourself something else besides the hand right. if, if the other side is against what you're thinking? Well, well there's a, a right hand and there's a left right. hand. But they didn't describe that as, as <laughs> yeah. such. <laughs> you know? well, together, they make a stroke. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With both, wow, okay. That, that sounds like a whole Saturday night I don't even want to be talking about. Because they certainly didn't, make an, they certainly didn't make an applause. Oh, God. <laughs> but they'll give you the clap. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> Mike just keeps going. Fire. All right. All right. On fire. See, y'all waiting for me to jump on that one. Um, but it's, it's, funny, it's funny that you say about the, uh, how, how it was. The if writing, you jump on it, it's not okay. a stroke anymore. <laughs> okay. The writing was herky-jerky. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you on that. Did they explain? Because here's the problem with it. There's, part of, there's parts of the show that were so slow, you start to fall asleep and you miss things. Did they explain how when um, um, Harold Meacham, when he died and came back to life... Which time? Um, from cancer or from, from, from being when we, killed? From when we've seen him being killed. Okay, so when Ward killed him. Did they explain about what happens with his brain? Yes, they did. Well, they, okay, no, they, don't, they, they don't explain it. They, they pet cemetery it. It's basically like, yeah. the, the ground is sour. In other words, when you come back, you just come back with a little less of your... It's not so much because his memory came back. It's like your soul. Your soul. Your soul yeah. but, but, that's, but that's what they get to. But then that also kind of went away. Yeah. In other words, they, they went through the problem of saying how he'll kill the one he loves the most. Now, unless he happens to love Kyle more than anyone in his entire family, and he was only the assistant, you kept seeing like, oh, he's a danger to Joy. Oh, he's a danger to Ward. To, oh, he's not doing anything, even though she disappointed him several times in the conversation. I, you know. I think it's, it's not more that like... Um, that he loses his soul, it's more like it's being replaced slowly by like a demon right. or something. But, but, yeah, but, but then he went, but then he went he back just, to normal. He right, went back he, to the way he was right. on the top of the show. Right, but even still, it doesn't matter what it is. It the, was the, an act, right. but, sure. But it doesn't matter what act. it is. It's just it's, it's still, <laughs> the point is that they went out of their way because their, their only conversation about what happened after the death is that they will go and kill the ones they love. Right. So now you've got this tension because now it wasn't tense every time like Joy's talking to him, finally meeting him, and no, no, no. You no, can they, see they weren't. They didn't say that like he will go and actively seek out the ones that he loves. There was no, they more. They seek out. They said that he will kill. They said they, that, they, 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 they said that the farmer the went one. back and killed his family because they. And he said he, they will kill the one they, they love. They <laughs> will kill the ones they love, but not like saying. They mean more like the people around them, not like he's gonna actively go and say, "Oh, I'm 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 a homicidal maniac now. I'm gonna go kill everybody." Versus right. people that are around me, if you piss me off, because right. right. you're near me, okay. I'm gonna probably gonna but kill this you. Is, but that's exactly what I've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, but I, I said it better. No. Okay. No. So getting back to this point before we run out of time here is, so Joy is perpetually 
um, disappointing him in their conversation. So you're you're nervous that he's going to kill her, and and waiting for some kind of action. It just never does, and then this becomes a moot point that you brought up yourself. If you don't, <laughs> you know? it, it, and the thing is, if you don't show him killing Kyle over ice cream, you don't you don't have not that you don't have to think about it that way, but you don't worry about it as much because maybe you, you know maybe well, you've also set the bar of how right his yes, temper is. In I'm other trying, words, yeah. if he's willing to kill Kyle over not enjoying uh, the flavors of ice cream, and then you have Joy constantly but and validly saying no that's not right i don't approve of this i don't like that and him not i mean you can see he wanted to do something but then you've made all this statement for no purpose of the story well, see it, but the, it, the it way it shows that he doesn't love her he respects her nah, no, it just shows no, that they no. have really bad writing yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah look the thing about it is also it's one of those things that we all have a problem with with the show well except ralph um <laughs> It goes, it shows you one thing, does another, right. you know. That's what I'm saying, the writing is herky-jerky, exactly. But, you know, to that specifically in terms of uh, him being, you know, homicidal one minute and then docile the next, it threw another monkey wrench in my opinion because it's like, all right, how you guys were saying you're waiting for him to either like catch himself while he's probably trying to kill Joy or something of that nature. But I kind of figured Kyle was going to die. He outlived what my expectation by an episode. Oh, no. I, I mean, thought he was going to die. You knew cool. he was cannon fodder. Again, and again, you guys are belaboring a point that I actually wanted to move on into other points. But about this was just that it's the inconsistency. In other words, Kyle was set up to be fodder. We knew that. That's the right. reason he's there. He's, he was there with a guy that was dangerous before he was even more dangerous. The point was just that they, they set up. They went out of their way to set up a plot point and then ignored it. You know, yeah. it, that, you know, that's what I was trying to say. Like, it just kind of fell flat. Like, see, but it didn't know, have that same resident. It didn't, you know, okay. it didn't really strike a chord with me like that because I'm like, all right, I knew he was going to die anyway. So it's like they did it, and it's like, all right, you knew he was going to die. You knew, he, you know, Ward was probably. Gonna, I mean, um, he, uh, senior was probably going to kill right. him, but it it was meant to have you, you know, feel like, oh, okay, this is his capability. I knew he was going to kill. His death was insignificant anyway. Right. Well, it's not the significance of the death. Again, again, I'm just going on. It's the point of they set the stage for something that never, ever became a point in their own story. Right. You know. Um, moving on real quick. You mentioned um, about cannon fodder, about yeah. the, the idea of, you know, like a, a smoke screen for the bigger threat. Right. And we saw that they did that in Luke Cage also. Do you, I mean, did you see the, the smoke screen for Gao versus this other leader of the hand? Um, did you see it coming when, when they introduced... Um, Bakuda, right? Yeah, I, I didn't. It wasn't so much the moment they introduced Bakuda because he just, unfortunately, once again, they, he came out of nowhere, and then he came out of nowhere, and then in the span of one episode, went from hmm to oh, you you are the bad guy now. Like I just so that when Gal saw that Bakuda, quick. it, it that really quick. was because it was, quick. Quick. It was when they quick. went to the institute or the compound, whatever they have. You were still under the impression that these people were, you know, training with a cause and a purpose. Oh, I did not. They, dude, it was, it was a dude. Cult. It was the, a minute, cult. the minute she was already like, he has, he has, um, he might be able to help me. He has the cure. I call him Sensei, and he rolled up like that. I knew, I knew he was. And like, then when Gao, you saw she knew who he was. So you yeah, already, and, and you she knew did, there was a problem. Proved, yeah. That was the tipping point. But right. I still felt like, you know, the, the the civil war within the hand. I'm like, all right, I still had in my mind. Gals, the bad one. He's, I guess, trying to leave. Like, well, they're a both the bad ones. Uh, you no, know. but at right. the time right. during oh, yeah. the episode, you, even though they recognize each other, you're still thinking 
okay, there's a civil war here more than they're both bad and they both have their own intentions. Right. Yeah. And, and I kind of like Bakudo, B- B- Bakudo's, um, the guy who played B- Bakudo, mm-hmm. his portrayal because, you know, when you're watching some, some character, you know he's bad, you're like, huh, he doesn't seem that bad. Huh. And then when he does the turn, you're like, oh, oh, well, if, if I was, Ka- if, if, if I was um, Colleen, I would have fucking fell for the same shit too. Because he's selling her all these, uh, these these goods, and you're like, oh, well, how could he be bad? He might be turning the hand to be right. good. Oh, there it goes. Well, it was also just weird, though, is that, like, because, uh, again, it's the way things were set up. So, like, they didn't, by the time they introduced something, it just seemed like they immediately went, like, and ha, whether it was good <laughs> or bad, so that, like, you didn't have a time to appreciate his, you call it the heel turn or something like that. You don't have yeah. time to appreciate it because, you know, you saw him briefly once, then by the time you see him the next time, you're into the, oh, you've already realized that this is another group, a fringe group of a cult-like thing. Oh, it's the hand. So you didn't have time to be like, oh, my God, you, you know, you've lied to us all this time. And was, which is equally weird where her students, Colleen's students, it's like, now we don't see that there's actual, there's not like, you know, a comic book. There's no actual brainwashing, you know, center. Like they hook you up to a chair and now you're the hands. Like, so I'm like, you guys just went from being taught by this woman to, oh, yeah, we have no problem killing her. You know, like, and that was also weird because I'm like, well, evidently, because evidently they have free will. Like, in other words, it's not something mystical. They're not being held under some mystic sway or, like I said, some machine. They're not giving chemicals. There's nothing in the food. It was just like suddenly, yeah, you're our sensei, but, you know, we'll fucking kill you right now. <laughs> and also, we weren't that good of a fighters <laughs> just a couple of days ago, but now we're like able to keep you and Danny at bay. And I'm like, okay. And it was over a course of months, maybe. Yeah. But. Didn't you see the brochure for that place? It, it got to be good. But. Yeah, it was like, you come in one day, two days later, you already got your black belt. Yeah. Yeah, now, exactly. I think the way Davos came in and saved the day on that compound was bad. You mean Davos that, can, Davos that can turn aluminum foil into a weapon that can pierce steel, even though foil can't? Steel. Right, yeah. <laughs> which, which is a great skill, and I mean, it was a, it was a, it's, intro, it's, it was an over the top introduction that once again went nowhere because you're like, well, then why don't you just pull out those amazingly like adamantium foil weapons of yours <laughs> and start killing people with well, them? <laughs> here's some science for you. As long as the area of which the point is pressing onto it, you can pierce the steel. You can pierce steel with water um, if you have enough pressure. I'll give you a piece of foil. Yeah. And I will let you make it into the sharpest and, thing you can, and we'll go down and see if we can push into a girder. And, <laughs> and, and, well, that's just, it's a uh-huh. truck. It's a food truck. This is a very thin uh-huh. piece of steel. Are we really going and, for this? Uh, and he infused. <laughs> We're wasting he, air he time. He infused yeah. it with his chi. So he right, used right. his chi to You're, throw bur- it you're burning then... my chi trying to explain this. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> and mind you, and when DeVos came in, once again, I felt Davos. Like Davos. When Davos came in, Davos. I felt like... I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about our, our freaking Secretary of Education. <laughs> um, when Davos come in, came in, once again, I felt like, did I miss... No, no, they, he was just out of the blue. Even yeah. though, I mean, the thing is, he was out of the blue, but the moment you saw him, you knew who he was because Danny kept talking about Davos. So I'm like, that's oh, what well, I'm that saying. Must, it's well, like, it must I, be Davos. he'd mentioned him before he showed up, so. No, no, I mean, but, but it's not like we had any indication. It's not like he had a sign that said, hey, I'm Davos. I'm just, you just had to know, like, that's Davos, even though Davos in the, in the, I, I just in feel the like, comic is Asian, but I, I just knew who he I was. I just feel like you know? the, the, this series lulled you to, to, lulled you to sleep a lot of the time. And you kind of started doing everything else except watch it. Or if you tried to watch it, you had to, like, really keep busy. So when things started coming up and things I mentioned earlier on, you might not have, you might have felt like you missed something because you fell asleep through the 1,500 boardroom scenes. <laughs> Was it me or did it seem like Davos had sort of like a... 
can I say man crush on uh <laughs> well, his brother he loved them. I mean, you know, they they he admired well, it, him and wanted it, his position. You it's, know? it seemed more like like he was really like in love with him and he's like so hurt when he chose Colleen instead I mean, of it's Dallas. the whole pro versus hoes thing. Wait, and, man, and, also, and also you're in like a, a small world with a, in a society where there are probably people that they're like they're like, I can just tell you I love you and I don't care. You know, like you know, but I do see what you're saying. It is it is hey, it's an odd American it's I'm, an odd American um relationship. I'm just saying that at the end he seemed like the scorned girlfriend when he's sitting across from uh, Madame Gao. Yeah, well, he already explained uh, that he wanted the Iron Fist, and he's mad for Joy. That. Yeah, and he's talking to well, he's talking to Joy, but Madame Gao's behind him. Yeah. Um, but what got me with the way they introduced it, and this is again where they failed the way they introduced. If you were going to bring him in as the friend of Danny Rand, which is what he evidently is, they brought him in, like not just like, oh, is this guy evil? Like, no, you're doing evil things. Like, why didn't you just go to Danny? Like, what? why did you kidnap and, like, mentally abuse this poor guy that's trying to sell tacos or whatever he's selling out of his truck for no reason? Mm-hmm. He, you could, he could have just wandered around the city and found Danny. Like, there's no reason he took the truck. Did he do anything with the truck? We don't know. Was the truck hiding somewhere? We don't know. Why did he introduce him this way? <laughs> oh, the truck was just sitting there. And the guy the, was working. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like at, when he took it over, the guy was just sitting on the floor and he's just sitting there. Tied up. Tied over it and throwing stuff and looking at but the stuff. But throwing him at him. Yeah. In other words, he's mentally abusing this guy for no reason. So are this, is this their way of, I guess, trying to tell us that Davos is kind of mentally unstable? But if that's the case, there's better ways to do that as well. Like it was just, it's a weird introduction for a character that if you want him to turn, then you make him turn like you did. You don't have him come in looking crazy and then we're supposed to be surprised that he turns right it's like well he evidently well, he seemed unstable he, he's a tad <laughs> yeah. on him now mind you but otherwise i did love it though when he was with claire like i love that entire scene actually yeah. in claire's building when uh danny's recovering and davos is watching because you, you realize because that's that's the person he should have been when he first showed up he should have showed up bright-eyed finding danny let's say at colleen's dojo where you would have been like oh this is his friend look how innocent and bright and how dog loyal he is because that's that scene around there i'm like that's the davos that will turn and that's the davos you're supposed to be like oh my god he turned not the crazy guy that becomes the good guy becomes the crazy guy again you know it was just weird um it, it's, it's a shame we're not gonna have enough time to talk about about the mediums in depth but the mediums are a whole set of They're you know fucked up family yeah <laughs> fuck the family and then it felt, it felt like, you know, it was a lot of, like, you know, a bait-and-switch kind of stuff. Here's a villain. No, here's a villain. I felt it was too much of that. Right. It's the father. No, it's going to be Ward. It might be right. Joy. And Joy might be the love interest. No, she's not. It was a yeah. lot of, like, bait-and-switch. Well, the Meachams are from, like, the er, like the early, pre-even Iron Fist having his own comic book by name um, stuff. They're from, like, the, the Marvel, what, what did I say that uh, Iron Fist was in? It's, uh... Like like Marvel premiere or whatever that that where he came from they're from that so that storyline for the most part exists obviously differences here and there and stuff along that line um, but yeah each one was convinced that that he killed their father when he didn't you know da 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 so then Joy see but the whole people, show you know, you know again touching on the same theme same theme we were before it tries too hard to do the bait and switch and the aha moment yeah. and. The boardroom stuff, I was enjoying, I'd say, on a scale of 100%. I'd say I enjoyed it about 60%. Wow, that's high. Yeah, because it, some of it served the purpose. And right. especially once they anointed Danny Rand into the uh, into his rightful place as the you know the, the head of the company. True. You know, it served a purpose. Yeah, but it could have been shorter. Yeah. And no, I agree. Yeah. But 
they made that long and then the plot twist short when it should have right, been. Right, it should be the other way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Did we uh, enjoy the fact that uh, we, we, got the, uh, we got a taste of Jessica Jones? Yeah. You know, because uh, uh, Jerry's just like, she had done, she had gotten a, a private investigator to do some work, you know, yeah. the things, stuff like that. And you're like, oh, you know, she's like, she's a bit of a hothead or kind of thing, whatever she called it. thought that was funny. And did you finally this time see Stanley? Yeah. Oh, it was, I was oh, okay. they, when they moved away. Yeah, the you're the person that couldn't see the damn thing that said Grodd clearly when they held the picture <laughs> on it on the flash. I just want oh, to double check. We're still holding me to that. Goodness. <laughs> But I wanted to touch back um, how we all reacted to the uh, Rotten Tomatoes giving uh, the series a 17%, which some, you know, especially considering this has received much more hate than it's due. Again, even with all the problems I've just pointed out, I mean, I still don't think it's horrible, you know. But I just wanted to, to give you an idea of Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, we all know that it's, it's flip-flops a lot. But just to give you an idea. So first, Daredevil, 98% approval. Okay, we can kind of agree with that ish. Yeah. You know, here or there, maybe 90 is too high for some or whatever. The second Daredevil, 76 what? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly my point. Wow. Exactly. 76, which is, I mean, season two was far better than season one. Right. <laughs> you know. All right. Um, Jessica Jones, 92. Whether you like that, I mean, I think that's good. I, I really enjoyed Jessica Jones. Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. I would have went 80, yeah. but. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm saying, you know, still but then not, far not unreasonable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, okay. Luke Cage. Now, we all know how that second half went. Luke Cage, 96. Versus this being a 17. Wow. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> you know, so see, I mean, just, to I, be, just I'm, I mean, I'm saying for the listener's point of view. So even though you might see it's a 17, percent like I said, the audience score was 78. That gives you an idea that there's a huge gap between the the critics who not just because I enjoy something more doesn't mean that I'm I'm invalidating their point. But I think there's also a lot of this whole political movement stuff that was involved. Even though um, Iron Fist was never an Asian character, how it became this talk of, talk of the internet of why he should he should have been Asian. So I wonder if somehow a little bit of that rating is dealing with the politics more so than the show. All right, so I'm going to tell you what happened. Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. Three in one show? God. So, so <laughs> they gave me the bribe for the credits, right? But I walked by this Ferrari store, and I'm like, I got to have me a Ferrari. You know, you know but you don't is. have a Ferrari. I wish, <laughs> yeah, I wish the audience could see me looking at you now. So what had happened was, you know, Ferraris go fast. Can we mute his mic? <laughs> How about let's just stop the analogy here, <laughs> <laughs> and let me go to. Is there anything Long else story you want to discuss? Short, the bribe never. Made Actually, it to but, the let's not, before you get to rating that, just to add to what Mike said, I think recently Rotten Tomatoes has looked a little bit more inconsistent, in, um, as opposed to Metacritic. Yeah, but once again, it goes to show that you know what, guys. I mean, even though you 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 hear reviews, a review is a point of view. Check things out yourself because obviously we can give our opinion and we feel the way we feel. Whether you think Finn Jones was good or Colleen Wing, but um, the the whole point is you have to experience it for yourself. Yeah. And and sometimes these sites, even though they seem to be accurate, and, 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 that's and, why and also realize that I mean, granted, accurate? this is a TV show versus, but when you realize that's seventeen percent. That's worse than Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes, I know. I, what was I'm telling? No. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, um, anything we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Uh, I think that some of that backlash is also due to, well, the elephant in the room. A lot of uh, racial stereotype or backlash to a lot of you know minorities in film because or the lack thereof. Right. Well, in the case of Luke Cage, a lot of people kept saying it was too black, and I'm like, which I, I mean, you know, that it made what, no sense. It's like, well, it's, well that made no sense, uh, you know. But at the same time, you had um, a lot of the 
uh, people of color that just kept raving how incredible and the best series there ever has been. And I'm like, no, it's mm-hmm. just because he's black. Mm-hmm. It's not that great of a series. It's like when we <laughs> talk about yeah. Wait, wait, Luke Cage is black? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. But, but oddly enough, interesting. And, I mean, again, this is a, a point for uh, and, and a question, actually, to uh, any Asian listeners that are out there. Um, Colleen Wing is a Japanese character. Yep. Uh, but uh, she's Jessica. Not, she, I'm not sorry, not Jessica. Um, uh, Jessica Henwick is Chinese. She's actually part Chinese and part right. African, yes, actually, right. which is interesting. Um, you know, so how did we feel about Chinese pretending to be Japanese? That, ex- other, again, that explains why yeah. she had some junk in her trunk, you know, right? So, right. You know, so, right. That, so that is a question right. out there to you guys. You know, how do we feel about, um, <laughs> even amongst, you know, Asian actors or actresses, how do we feel about them cross-playing into other countries? Because obviously they could have found a Japanese actress that was probably quite capable of playing the role as well. Yeah. Right. Just a question out no, there. No, no, Anybody no. here? Give us, a, give us an answer. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, shit, that's a whole podcast altogether right there. I couldn't give you a responsible opinion. Yeah. Yes. I mean, as I'm, an Asian actress, well, I can tell you <laughs> that I'm pretty okay with All that. right, all right. Let's go to rename. But really, Mike, that's a really good question. And maybe that's something we should tackle because it's very interesting how people think about that stuff, especially when you go like different Latin, like, oh, like if a Mexican plays a Puerto Rican. Do people have issue with that? You know, yeah. how do people feel about that? So yeah, people most, had issue when J Lo played Selena, and I'm like, she did a fantastic job. But you know, there's some people of the Mexican heritage who, you know, upon right. pride and everything else, weren't they, they both maids? <laughs> okay, let's go to renaming before we blackball you in every fucking restaurant that you go to. All right, renaming the series. I'll start off. I'm gonna call it Iron Fist. First draft. Where should he? Where should he fight him? Because it felt like it was a really incomplete thought. Um, and that's why I said first draft. A lot of incomplete thoughts. Yeah, so <laughs> Iron Draft. I, 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 iron Draft. <laughs> Maybe I should call it Iron Draft. Okay. Iron Draft. <laughs> iron Draft beer. Oh, it's God. like a fist in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ralph, you, you, you open your mouth. Go ahead. You should have done that in a Duff Man voice. <laughs> iron Draft beer. It's oh, like my God. You can't mouth. even do him? Nope. <laughs> Duff Man. Okay. All right. All right. Ralph, rename the series. Go. Iron Fist. He's not Asian. Get over it. He never was. Wow. Okay. Mike. Um, I'm trying to uh, trick the audiences into seeing it. So I just think that because we know it's slower, you give it a better title. So I called it Happy, Happy, Super Rainbow Exploding Cowboy Fist of Iron. (laughs) (laughs) It'll go well in the Asian market. (laughs) Wow. Just like Transformers. Uh, Kevin. Uh. Beats the fuck out of me. That's literally it. Okay. <laughs> and he would. <laughs> By the way, were we not at least excited? I'm not excited. Happy when his fist hit the ground of that roof on um, the building it, and it just blew out a lot. Of, I'm like, yes, that's what his it fist took does. 13 yeah. fucking episodes yeah. to I mean, get granted, there, which they, is the point we didn't get to cover yeah. the idea of how many times you're going to use it. It's like when you, you well, have the incredible Hulk and you don't show a lot of it. Yeah. Well, some of it, I mean, also, I think they needed to, they, they were trying to show us that he needed to kind of really, like, he's focused his chi, but like this time it was like, Focused, <laughs> you know. He yeah. just well, the return of show. He's not a fully trained Iron Fist. Yeah, two quick and things. the fact that he stopped the bullet with the the fist, which went against Meacham's idea. He's not bulletproof. It's like, well, he may not be, but well, he said, you know, he goes, the Iron Fist is not bulletproof. It's like, oh, the Iron Fist is. <laughs> <laughs> two quick things I had an issue with. Number one, Vin Jones. I think because he was playing the Iron Fist, a martial artist, I expected, and I am the last person who's trying to body shame, but it was my expectation rather than. A critique of him, more defined physique. Okay, See, I was fine with the way he was. I mean, maybe a slight. It wasn't. Extra, a, it wasn't a, a bad ch- thing. Yeah, it was just you know yeah. I had the expectation. Yeah. Like maybe so. a slight, a, the, the slight 
extra chiseled to the chest, maybe. Finn Jones was surfer dude, surfer dude Iron yeah. Fist. <laughs> oh, yeah. He reminded me of fucking Brody in Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second, the second it. one is, when the fuck is he ever going to put on the costume? Season two, probably. They're not going to do it in Defenders. I saw that. Like, yeah. WTF? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you have to remember, I mean, except for Daredevil, no one else has a costume. I mean, yeah, Luke Cage you know, doesn't just a My favorite one out of the Marvel shows does have one. Which one? I'm talking about of the Netflix. Punisher has one. Punisher? Oh, I mean, well, I guess that's a, I guess it's a costume. Hey, hey. I mean, it's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's got the skull on it. Penny and Dime, baby. Dolph Lundgren didn't do it, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so let's go to ratings for um, th- this clusterfuck of, of you know of a series, Iron Fist. I'll start. I'm gonna give it three and a half boardroom scenes out of ten. Ooh, Kev, ooh, I like the use of the boards there. That was yeah, well, that's, that's Joe. That's, that that's all Joe. Shout out to Joe the intern. Oh, shout out to Joe. Uh, I'd give it four and a half out of ten. Four and a half out of ten. Yeah, and not Iron Fist like uh, you know. Aluminum fist? No, like, you know, uh, erectile dysfunction fist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, but don't worry, Tom. You will suffer the full shaft. Whoa, whoa. Oh my God. How did we get there, Corey? Oh, my God. With Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. I give it seven open uh, iron palms Ooh, that heal. healing. The healing palm. Out of ten. Why did you talk all deep like the healing palm? The healing palm. It's like a bad cocoa butter commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Or or as most of our audience out there knows it as, the hairy palm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike, since you opened your mouth. (laughs) Iron fist cocoa butter. (laughs) It's the healing palm. I give it five. PowerPoint presentations and quarterly reports are not interesting out of (laughs) ten. Oh, my God, right? With all that shit. All right, so... There you have it. Iron Fist. Wait, how many fingers does he have up? Oh, that's how many sequels they'll have. But wait, don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Hey, comic fans, Shine and Bosch here. If you also happen to be into larger-than-life heroes and tights, a.k.a. professional wrestling, then head on over to 4 for the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling. Bosch and myself take you behind the scenes to past and present with all your top wrestling promotion and news. To listen, visit 4LifePodcast.com, download us on iTunes or Stitcher, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at 4LifePodcast. Because when you listen to your podcast, you listen to it. Why? Now back to the cap, Ralph the Tech, and Mike the Finance Guy. Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Geeks on the go. Now with more Iron Fist. From Jen's Field And the fake Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, every time they, they, they had those cartoons or TV shows that had like the real superhero and the fake superhero, I remember as a kid, I was like, no, no, don't follow him. Like He-Man and Faker. What kind of name was Faker. Effective. <laughs> <laughs> it got to the point. It got to the point. Yeah, whatever. But well, I, I, look at it like this: I'm Superman. You're Bizarro. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but but I loved your question. He Man versus Faker. What kind of name is Faker? What kind of man's name is He Man? <laughs> it's a proud Jewish name. Okay, <laughs> because we were talking about Jews right. before the uh, off cast. No, nothing about bad about, about the, the Jews. The Silvermans, the Goldmans, and the Hemans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Mike gets a pound for me every every fucking show. All right, you know the you know the uh, wow. What the fuck? Everybody, Everybody, you don't know it. That's the tequila talking, folks. Yeah. That is. Um, <laughs> no. Now, um, you know the segment, I give quick questions, they give quick answers on all things geek. We never make it under a minute. We rarely make it under a minute. I we got one time made it under a minute. 
Unos, una sola vez. I, I was waiting for somebody to make a joke about one time, a minute, and me, but nobody went there. It's okay. It's, it's, it's old, it's over, it's just like played. you and the joke. Wow. <laughs> we leave it for the audience. They've got their own. <laughs> Kev got permission to speak. That's why he told me that shit. Wow. Damn. He, he got a text from Jen. <laughs> you can speak now. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe I cursed myself out. Ready, <laughs> set, go. Which phrase was a more state of... Blah. Tequila. Can I start that again? Hold on. There goes that minute. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why we don't make it under there but one time. Get it. All right. Ready, set, go. Which phrase was more of a staple, not stable, in the Super Friends cartoon? Superman saying, great Scott. Or Wonder Woman saying, great Hera. Kevin. Great Hera, because I remember, like Ralph, remember great Scott more from Doc in the uh, Back to the Future. Oh, wow. Okay. Ralph? Yeah, I don't remember Superman even saying Great Scott, so I want to say Wonder Woman saying Great Hera. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Mike? Uh, Superman saying Great Hera. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Superman oh, saying he great... had no tequila. <laughs> Superman saying Great Scott because there's no way they were going to let a woman talk that much. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Do you think DC will ever change their minds about crossing over their movie properties with their TV properties? Mike? Nope. Their business decisions are the trump of movie production. Wow. <laughs> Kev? Amen to that. It would be lovely, and it would simplify a lot of what they're going on with the movies. But you know, they got Snyder. They're you know, they're, 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 they're not doing. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Ralph, nope, All they right. would never do that. All right, Chris Evans. What the fuck? Not even two questions. <laughs> these fucking long-winded fucks. All right, All right. Chris, and these essay questions you be giving. Essay. Us. How are these? Last month was long. Last month. Last week was longer. Are you kidding me? Dude, I've had some graduates whose SAT essay questions were less than this. Oh god. <laughs> All right. Chris Evans' contract ends after the Infinity War movie. Who takes the helm of the Captain America franchise? Bucky or Falcon? Kev. I. For hero purposes, I would like Bucky, but for just social purposes, I would love Falcon. Social purposes? Yeah, get a black man on there. Why not? <laughs> Fuck that. I, I didn't mean as a black man with social. Um, Ralph? Uh, well, we know in the comics they went Bucky first and then Falcon. Right. I say Ralph. Why not? Wow. Mike? <laughs> uh, a choice between a white guy or a black guy taking over the title? And that'll be called Civil War II. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, wow. And that's what I referred to as the show. Yeah, um, but I would... I actually don't think they would do either, but I think if they had to, if someone forced them, they would probably go Bucky. Um, they've already got Black Panther. They're not going that way again. Yeah. All right, wow. <laughs> they they right. might retire the character altogether and then just go I don't know about retire. There always got to be a Captain America. But does there really have yes, to be? Does. does there? Yeah, he does. All right. Does All right. <laughs> All right. So last question. If you, if you could only have one team in the Marvel Universe and the other team would disappear out of existence forever, which team would you keep? The X-Men or the Avengers? Ralph. Well, most of the X-Men are in the Avengers, so might as well just name them all the Avengers. Most? A lot of them. Some. A lot. Some. A lot. Have you read anything recently? A lot. Whatever. Kev. <laughs> the Avengers, because every other, what, every other decade, they kill the X-Men. Yeah. Okay. So you keep them for that reason? No, I'd keep the Avengers, because I know they're not going to die. Oh. Okay. Except for the time they died. Mike. <laughs> uh... I keep the X-Men because I the Avengers can make that. like a rectum and get the shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> or for the scientific in the audience, they can make like a magnet and flux off. Oh, <laughs> flux. Flux. That's what I said. Flux off. You said flex. Flux off. Flux. All right. All right. All right. We're not going to waste more time on this. All right. Shout outs. Anybody got shout outs? Kev? 
Shout Thanks. out to my right hand that is currently down the shaft of Tom. <laughs> wow. That just sounded bad from the very beginning. Oh, my God. When he's giving a shout out to his right hand. I'm like, I thought dude, it was, I don't know how often you do this. But I, I thought it was Jen. I was like, dude, you're going to call it right hand? That's a little, ooh, that's a little suspect. Well, she hits hard like she has a right hand. I bet box. she does. I see her boxing on Instagram. Hey, listen. Big Kev needs, you know. He needs to put it in place? <laughs> hey. I'll, I'll be home whenever I want. Okay, 10 o'clock. My bad. My bad. My bad. She, she goes around a few rounds in his speed bag. <laughs> hey, listen. Speed isn't the problem I have on like, the cap here. Oh, my God. Damn. Hey, I'm, I'm quick but important. There we go. All right. So, all right. So, Tom, anybody else shouting out? Uh, shout out to Johannes. Shout out to Joe, the intern. Right. Shout out to you three for having me on once again. Appreciate what it. What about to your entire Swedish uh, audience? Um, Johannes, you need to teach us a phrase that we can say on here, and then you can refer your friends to listen to us. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Hey, you have a big following in Sweden, Kev. You didn't know According to who? According to Johannes. Johannes. The fuck out Yeah, they say they love <laughs> him some big Kev Hit up Johannes. Hit up Johannes. Um, also, shout out to Jen, obviously. I was, wait, I was waiting for that shit. I'm like, whoa, you're forgetting Jen? What's going on here? You got to save the best for last. I hope you're listening so that you can take notes and put boots to ass when you see these people. Oh, <laughs> I, oh Jen, I can't wait. I'm calling you out. Jen, you hear this, right? Jen, please know I didn't say anything oh, bad please. about Kev. Not in 107, boy. 106? Oh, my God. He, he fucking lambasted him. Shout out to Mike. Yeah? Me? Yeah, motherfucker. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? That's so nice of you. Why? Is, why? Why do you need to listen to the previous episodes? Oh, oh that's right. Because <laughs> you like to take credit for, oh, yeah, it's me. No, it's his. I, I hardly ever bring you up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mike doesn't run alone. Somebody's got to give him the assist. No, no, no. One no. Man you're you're the guy up. in coming and not, not coming to America in trading places yelling, yeah. Whatever the guy <laughs> said. So I'm a fucking hype man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the host and a hype man. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, <laughs> yes. This is a mastermind right here. Uh, oh, man. All right. I so have now, nothing to say about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have everything to say the past uh, five other episodes. Um, Ralph? I have no one to shout out today. Wow. Oh, wow. Shout yourself out. No, no, no. I would like to shout out the most important person in my life. Who is that? Mom? The only person who I get out of bed for in the morning. Your brother? You know. Your niece? He, Ice agent? <laughs> the tank? The only reason. I, yep, he got it. The tank. Woo! <laughs> yeah. That oh. tank takes me places, you know, that I never thought I'd go. So, yeah. Thank you. I'm just amazed by this shit. <laughs> Mike? Uh, shout out to all of those out there. Aaron, who may or may not be listening. We don't Aaron know. Aaron is not listening. Ruben. Ever. Ever. Hello, we haven't heard monkey fuck from her, so I'm going to throw out another one. Sloppy taco. <laughs> Sloppy taco. Sounds like something dirty that people would do sexually. Sloppy taco. Hey, Aaron, if you're listening, fist tom is a phrase. <laughs> fist tom is a phrase. Fist Tom Sloppy Taco. There we go. That's a long one. So if you can listen to this podcast and you think that I don't think that you're listening, which is probably half the people I know, hit me up with Fist Tom Sloppy Taco. There you go. Who else, Mike? Shout out to Jamal. Hopefully you're still listening over there. Fist Tom Sloppy Taco. Mr. Jazz, hopefully you're listening. And I keep missing the game night. One of these nights we have to make it. One of these nights. Don't do it on a Sunday. That's Sunday's own night. But uh, oh, God. And also shout out to my niece. Uh, she's in the Air Force, and she will soon be shipped out to Kuwait. So hopefully oh that God. goes well. Shout out to her. Shout yeah. out definitely. To, that, that's shout the, out that's to the other Aaron. Aaron. No, that's my niece, Cheryl. Cheryl. 
Cheryl. Cheryl, thank you for your services. Sorry, right. sorry, niece Erin. Shout out to Cheryl. Yeah, she's in the Navy. <laughs> Oh, oh, in the Navy. Love the Navy. Yep. That's what's up. Da, 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 All right. Da. No, that's it. That's good enough. That's it. I mean, Kev already threw out my fucking list. He was like, shout out to this one and that one. I'm like, God damn, he took my whole list. And you say I don't listen. All right. See, all there right, you go. Right. I'll add one that nobody says. Shout out to my cousin Abel. Well, he's my cousin-in-law. Abel, who listens to the podcast periodically, but gave me a, a shout out during the week saying, hey, heard, heard um, such and such podcast. Guys are doing great. I actually heard you guys have just been kind of behind. So shout out to Abel. I mean, Ruben, of course, Ruben. Ruben, the only person to say monkey fuck. Yep. The only person to say monkey fuck. And mind you, I was asking people on purpose. Did you listen to the episode? Yeah. You have anything to say to me? Oh, no. Well, you didn't fucking listen. <laughs> oh, well, how do you know? Like, Oliver. Well, I, I listened. Did you listen, Oliver? Well, we have something to say to me? Well, you know. Oliver, you have failed this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if it gets back to us. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's the end of the show until we talk about Spider-Man. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, Archie's crew, Ralph the Tech, and Big Kev. Yes, sir. There's the cap saying, keep it geeky, and I don't know. No, nothing. That's it. Great Hera. <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs>